Hello, ladies and gents. It's uh, Dan from Adventure More UK. Lovely to see you again. Uh, welcome to my new podcast, Catch on the Flip Side. Uh, my special guest today is a motivational speaker, is a storyteller and happiness guru, and he is an event organizer. The man is Mr. Danny Ben. How's it going? Ah, it's great, Dan. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, not a problem. As I say, um, I, I've been trying to get you on for a while. Uh, we've been, I've been talking to you for a little bit, and fo- I've been following your sort of adventures along the way. Uh, you're quite an extraordinary guy. Um, now, first thing I'd like to talk about is: was adventure always in your sort of blood? Like when you were a kid, is it something you always wanted to be involved? With? I know adventure is quite a niche word, but just general adventures and stuff like that. Was that something you'd like to do when you was a kid? Yeah, I think um, I have, maybe, maybe, you know, like I think adventure, I didn't even think of adventure until like the last 10 years of my life. You know, I, I was just okay. uh, a kid that just loved being alive. And I was very much encouraged by my parents to, to, to live life. And, you know, we, I come from a very, physical background i guess in terms of like my parents are both runners my sisters my, my older sister used to beat me up a lot and you know, I, had to, I had to tough <laughs> up to be able to, to handle it but but you know like I, I one of my first memories is is probably as about a four-year-old i'd just um i was learning how to ride my bike and i kind of just set off um, i was in the hallway of the house and uh, i just set oh, wow. off i uh, cycled out of the front door and then outside of that, there's just these very, very steep steps right down. And I just cycled down those <laughs> until I started falling. You know, I mean, I've repeated this on like numerous occasions as an adult as well. But um, and then and and so I guess you know that that kind of I mean it's definitely not rough and tough because I'm much more love and hugs, but it's that kind of yeah, lifestyle yeah. of just enjoying enjoying seeing what your human body can do and i definitely i was actually chatting about this the other day with a mate about um when I, I think i said i was thinking i was 17 and i thought if i if i live till i'm 18 i will have done really really well just simply because i don't really <laughs> have the same barriers most people have that stop them doing things it's not so much no not so much fear or anxiety and all those sorts of things so mm. i would just kind of do them and then you you either you know, you you either succeed and that's great, or you, you fail in a like crazy, drastic, life threatening way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, is it's something I always seem to get from yourself. Obviously, I talked about you being a happiness guru in inverted commas. Uh, obviously, you're always so happy, and, and that's something that I really like. It's something that obviously you sp- happiness is spread throughout. You know, if someone's happy towards you, they'll make you happy. If someone's miserable, then they generally make you miserable, which is something that I've noticed. Uh, and that's something that I like about adventure and the, and the outdoors is uh, I talk a lot about mental health and stuff like that. And, and I feel sport and the outdoors is an absolute great sort of therapy for, for people who are maybe suffering a little bit or a bit down and depressed, uh, especially in the times we are in at the moment. Uh, so it's something is that something you kind of think about when you're doing your challenges, et cetera, and helping others? I mean, it's it's probably it it's per you know a bit bit like what I was saying. It's just like with with everything I do, I, I kind of just do it, and then you learn the lessons after it. And I think you know, I, yeah. I mean, and and people just tell you things, the things that you are doing almost automatically and authentically, and then people are like, oh right, you are using this sort of method to. Uh, live your life and I'll yeah. like, oh, right, right, cool. But um, I, 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 <laughs> something someone said to me once was, 
you know, fairly recently, this is again, and um, if you surround yourself with um, eight adventurous people, you be, uh, if you surround yourself with seven adventurous people, you become the eighth adventurous person. If you surround yourself with seven yeah, miserable yeah. people, you become the eighth miserable person. And, and exactly like yeah. you say with happiness. But I do think happiness is, you know, it's the, um, it's the, the virus, you know, it's the virus that we all want, you know, and, and if, and yeah, absolutely. if you are, I think, I think if you could be, bring that out of yourself, it reflects onto the people you're around and they just reflect it back to yep. you. And it's, it's, you can make it into a positive kind of spiral that just makes everything better and better and better. But, but at the end of the, you know, I don't want to, I, I, you know, this kind of happiness guru that I've been dubbed is, um, is you know it's great i am i am a happy person i i live a really wonderful life and the majority of the time i'm i'm on cloud nine but at the you know the end of the day i'm just a human being and i have those days when i'm absolutely not uh a hundred percent and you know much nearer the bottom and that's that's just part of part of life and you but you you know as you get older i'm, I'm pretty sure it just comes with age and knowledge and through experience yeah, yeah. That you just learn how you can make yourself, um, you bring yourself out of those. And for me, that is exactly like you say. It's like get outside, uh, surround yourself with green stuff, and um, and you know, and, and if possible, surround myself with people. So I'm definitely one of those. Like if I'm out of energy, just put me near some people with some energy, and I've got energy again. I I'm a an energy thief and a happiness thief kind of thing. I'll, if I, yeah. I I absorb that really really easy. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, now, with uh, you say uh, you surround yourself with uh, people, obviously we sort of tend to feed off other people's energies. Um, now, when you was, I believe, when you were eleven years old, you told your mum you wanted to cycle around the world. That's yeah. something I read about you. And obviously, in was it in two thousand eight, you actually went and well, you actually set, uh, cycled from the UK to India. Yeah, how, was that was that your first big sort of adventure? That was a pretty big adventure. How, how was that for you? Um, well, yeah, I mean that that's that is absolutely true. I was eleven. I, I actually didn't re I didn't remember it. It was my mum that told me that this is <laughs> this is this was the dream you've had since you were eleven years old, and um, it kind of explained the scenario of me standing in, in front of the leavers assembly at junior school, and and okay. having that conversation with the head headmistress. Uh, and I like, I've got no idea. Like I when, when I was setting off, I didn't realize people were doing these adventures. I hadn't heard of, uh, Al Humphrey or, you know, anyone of these people doing yeah. these crazy things. I just, it was just something that was so deep within me that I was like, I have to go and do it. And then I, I set off and ended up doing it. But, and, and I, I love how you brought this in, in that I, I did that cycle ride on, on my own and I wouldn't, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't change that for anything. I wouldn't do that with anyone else that, um, which which is kind of strange, but the fact is, when you're doing these things, you're never alone. If anything, you're just no, no, like you're not. desperate to be just desperate for a moment where you can write your diary or you can have a send a text home or something because there's so many people around you. And yeah, I mean, the the more you go into Asia, the more that is. And um, for, for you know, just in terms of this trip, and uh, but but also it's it's I I'll, it's so funny. Like I love. I, I hate going for a run on my own. I, I, you know, running is my thing. I'll, I'll just want to do it with yeah. other people, and and and, and same with anything. I, I prefer playing instruments when I can play with other people. I, uh, 
I, I would go for a walk with other people, but the thought of going for a walk on my own, it's just like, that's bonkers. Who would ever do that? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. It's basically, it's just an excuse to bring people together. And, um, but what I was saying is you know, it's always been this, like traveling has always been my selfish time, I guess, in some sort yeah, of way. Yeah, yeah. And you end up, um, I, if you have other people, it's like say, say, say me and you, Dan, we're, we're, we were cycling it together and this crazy, mm. you crazy Ukrainian comes out of the bushes and tells me to pack up my tent in sign language and come and follow him. Uh, like I have to think of you as well as me. And whereas when, it, when it's on yeah. my own, I'm just like, okay, I'll do this because I'm only putting myself at risk. I'm only, um, you know, depriving myself of this kind of downtime and sleep and everything like this. And then you go off, you follow this Ukrainian man and, uh, you know, a night of bonkers, um, <laughs> naked saunas, whipping each other with pressure, you know, the, the, the leaves and all that sort of stuff would have been denied. And sometimes you have to deny uh, yourself that for the benefit of the person around you that's super knackered or whatever it is. Um, but, uh, and, you know, that, and that goes so you you yeah when i think when you're putting your only putting yourself at risk you can just live slightly closer to the edge yeah exactly um uh, just going back to cycle the cycling uh to india um I, I was reading that there's a couple of obviously it was all quite majority of it was mostly you know positive etc but there was times where i believe you were like woken up in the middle of the night with bloody, uh like bloody gun uh a rifle pointed to your head and stuff like that surely that couldn't have been a good time this is a really interesting it's quite an interesting thing because obviously this i talk about this a loads so even in mm. even in the uh, you know the fact that i survived that's great that's the bit that's the most yeah. important thing but then you know like at the end of the day it's, a, it's an omega story and that's exactly what i was thinking when i was being held at gunpoint for the first time this was in you in, in the in the ukraine again i yeah. mean afterwards <clears throat> it became common it wasn't so much about yeah and you start learning that it's not a, it's the first time I'd ever seen a gun when I got held at gunpoint in Ukraine. So I was absolutely shitting myself. And uh, yeah, I can imagine. And I was like thinking I'm going to die and the, how are we going to get my body home to my mum because I'm a total mummy's boy. Um, but then by the, by, by the carry on, you just realize this is the way people like to stop you because they want a conversation with you or they want to, you know, share food with you or something. They just like put a gun to your head. It's yeah. a really, it is a great way to stop someone. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, there are probably <laughs> better ways to do it for the person in question. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and well, I, I, I was thinking this is a way that my brain works in terms of even with that first time, I was absolutely nervous as hell. But I was able to think this is going to make a really good uh, blog post for my mates. And so I've got to, I've got a, an ability in my brain, which you know, I think everyone has, but I've just been encouraged to live this a little bit more by my, by, probably by my folks. Yeah. And just to, just to find that tiny little chink of positivity in whatever scenario it is. And it makes everything easier from breaking up with in relationships to jobs ending for, um, you know certain things the organizing not going as planned you can if you can just f hook yourself onto that one little good thing that could come of it and you know yeah you know, like in a relationship you 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 may um have lost someone but who's the next person you're gonna find you know just tiny little things like that and they just yeah, for yeah. me they help yeah, yeah no I, I totally understand that um 
Yeah, like I say, you've always got to think positive because I always say, what's the saying? Is there, is it pain? Pain is temporary, but suffering uh, is voluntary. Is it or something like that? Well, also, suffering lasts a lot. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's uh, so, um, which kind of brings. Speaking of suffering, it's going to kind of bring me nicely onto my next sort of topic, which is where I kind of sort of coming up being aware of yourself, which was on the Ultimate Hell Week on BBC, uh, and I've, you came runner up, I believe, in that. Is that, yeah, is that right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not to not to damper anything, but <laughs> yeah. To, you, I remember watching it, and uh, for people who have watched it. Um, it, it was quite funny to see you turn up because you turned up in uh, a flowery uh, T-shirt, a flowery kind of shoes. I, I'll be honest, they're quite funky shoes. I, I think they were great. Um, but to, to, to the outsider, like, again, I've mentioned before, I'm ex-military. If I had someone turn up on camp, you know, as a new recruit looking like, like yourself, I would be like, Ooh, okay. You'd have doubts, I'm not going to lie. But that's, again, it's all about, I, I don't really like judging people, but naturally do sometimes unfortunately um with the ultimate hell week uh was that kind of like a like a pinnacle not the pinnacle but that was that something that really changed the way you look at life and stuff like that wow i mean there's um let's just just for anyone listening just in case you didn't watch it because not everyone did yeah uh hell week was uh there was six special forces were brought in and they and uh, there were 30 recruits and they had us for two days each and they were told break them mentally physically or emotionally and uh yeah. and that was that was that that was what they were brought in to do they like these super mega special you know, like celebrity special forces kind of who've achieved yeah. the greatest of the great and they're there and they're like and they looked at us like we were scum and they they wanted they really really wanted to smash us to pieces we, yeah we were kind yeah. of billed as the fittest and toughest in the uk and um you know I, you know there, there were some real tough cookies there some real amazingly mm-hmm. sh- strong like the the british uh, bare knuckle boxing champ there were olympiads there world champions at duathlon um you know yeah, this, yeah. this goes on you know it was massive and um for me, I just thought when that came, when that, when I was invited to be on the show, obviously it's a massive compliment and all that sort of stuff. And it was, I actually thought it was going to be bigger for me in terms of my career than it was. It was an, an incredible experience, one that I will never forget, but but also one that you will know from uh, your military. It. Yeah. Uh, and I like, and not, I not want, I never want to compare what you have done in the military to what we have done. Yet we were just made to suffer for a long period, but um, it, the the things that came out of uh, out of it were so different to what I thought, and, and the majority of that was about camaraderie and the friendship and the stories, and and like no one, no one will understand what we went through other than those other recruits and and particularly the six recruits that made it all the way um through every you know they they experienced every single special yeah, forces yeah, yeah. and 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 as such they're really really close mates now um Hugh Brassington um Steve Kernan uh, Miller the winner eventual yeah. winner yeah, cool. legend I've been to all their weddings Dave Hellard I've been oh, to awesome. his wedding you know this is 
we only shared 12 days, but in that you, you, you kind of shared a lifetime of experience and, and it's only when I'm with them that we can talk about it. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know what was, <laughs> what you're talking about. Um, but yes, I thought it was going to change my, you know, it's BBC TV it was getting millions of viewers and stuff. And it definitely, it gave me confidence maybe is what it did rather than give me anything other than that. And, um, yeah. I, I definitely, there's definitely points in my life. I'm much prouder of i've worked harder to to achieve but it was it was a pretty i mean i, I suspect we're probably the only six people in the whole world that have been trained by six different special forces units especially when you start combining the russians with the americans with the brits um yeah. that's you know that's never going to happen because you don't want them sharing secrets or whatever else so um yeah it was it was it was mega it was horrible it was it was horrible but it was mega at the same time yeah yeah i can imagine as i say um i've never been into sort of obviously that side of it i've never been into the special forces side of it but i can understand from um, you know just a general sort of military side of it and you've got to dig deep sometimes and and obviously every time that your brain is telling you no or your body might tell you no mostly mostly you might have carrying injuries and your body will tell you no your, your ankles knackered your back's knackered or whatever it may be uh or I remember watching a clip uh, earlier to, uh, yesterday, and it was about when they, you, you did the sickener with uh, I think the the Philippines Special Forces, mm. uh, Dante is it Dante? Yeah. Uh, and you did you did like a stupidly long tab, uh, a tab basically a, a loaded march of carrying weight, um, and then you got to the camp and they basically went right. You thought oh done dusted, and then it was like right one hundred burpees, and that's where your head's like ah. Oh. No, not again. Um, and I've done that pl plenty of times before where you've got, you've done a, a loaded march. You've done say three or four miles, you get to Land Rover. You think, well, I'm going to jump on the back of the Land Rover, back of the, uh, back of the truck. And that's it. And then they go, right, turn around back to where you came from. And you're like, oh no. And that's again, that's just all mental games, all mental games. Um, now, out of all the you say six, was there six, you say six uh, yeah, different yeah. uh special forces. Um did you particularly find any of them more harder than others or, or vice versa? Let me just jump back to one of the things you were talking about, those sickeners. They were just happening the whole time. It was like yeah. that was just the default. Yeah. And actually I came out of the show starting to question what other other you know, people would say, do this. I actually did something with ASICs as a a ten K run. And I just thought, hmm. suddenly I'm doing it. I'm like, these guys are absolutely having me along. We had, this thing with ASICs, I had to run in the dark for, for 10 yeah. kilometers. So I didn't know how far I'd gone. It was just around the track that you had a little light that kind of went in, in front of you. And I, you couldn't count how many things you were doing. And I was like, they're not going to tell me when to stop. The, the test here is like, will he stop at the end? You know, will, he, will he choose to stop? And I was like, they better yeah. be, they better book some time off work because I'm going to keep going until I die just to show them up. <laughs> and, and then it was like, okay. And then, and then, and then someone jumps out at you after 10K. It's like, okay, 10K is done. I'm like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> you, you weren't having me on, but <laughs> it did start playing in my brain, all those sickeners things. But um, yes, you were talking about the, the hardest, uh, the toughest ones. Like so the, 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 um, the the Aussie the guy from the Aussie uh, SAS he was a tough, tough yeah. guy and he made us he broke the, the, the thing that broke us with that was we didn't get any food and we didn't get any sleep um for something like forty eight hours or something like that that you just you just like no yeah. you know where you were <laughs> but in terms of the physicality the shock the awe all this sort of thing 
it was the 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 US uh, Marines that um Ray and Woody they were called. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. uh they absolutely the lit they just took so much joy in the pain they were causing us that um I I I I we were doing thousands of push-ups a day with those guys, yeah. and, and you know, that that was just that was just in the off time when there was not we weren't running or we weren't being thrown into um, freezing water or doing sit-ups in, in under the water and you know, it was just like <laughs> utterly bonkers. We were so cold, it was brutal. Um, yeah, that was the they they. I remember the, the camera came onto me after in that the, the first night. And uh, and they said how they go like how you doing Dan? I was like I'm feeling a little bit emotional, and uh, <laughs> that was my first time on BBC TV. <laughs> so I probably didn't do myself proud, but um, it was just honest, and that's what that's generally what why what, what you know what I am, and, and you know in in terms of how I you know it was those guys that got me in the shoes and the the you know, these yeah. shoes that I love them. They were amazing. They had flowers stitched all over them. Uh, or yeah, over the yeah. outside, and oh my goodness, I loved them, and and equally how much I loved them, Ray and Woody hated them, and I absolutely got yeah. hammered for it. They made me carry like big stones with everything we were doing. I think possibly they they I I kind of hope they saw something in me and that I'm someone that they uh, can play some games with without breaking me and you know toy toy with me, you know, like a a cat who's caught a mouse, just kind of like. Let it go, catch it again, you know. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> they, they, they really picked on, me. they picked on me a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, because they, they give you a nickname of flowers. I remember that because um, obviously you're all, I think you're all down as numbers, etc. Uh, but yeah, um, as I said before recording, I've got Ray coming on as another episode, which should be great. Because uh, to go back to that, I, I, I've spoke to and I've worked with alongside special forces in my in, being in the military. They don't want you to pass. Not a chance. Because to put it, it sounds really harsh, but to put it in, in, in like inverted commas, they don't want a civvy to pass. They don't want someone who's spent, you know, two weeks doing their course, uh, something that they've spent six months doing, like on hard, hard ground. And they do that every day for six months. So they're probably doing the hardest to not make you pass. So I can totally understand that. Um, it, 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 that jump in there, Dan, yeah. it was... It was it was really amazing because the SA the, the the British SAS there was a whole host of British SAS who were around uh, assessing and any any time that the the kind of celeb special forces went off and they probably had a nice banquet of food or whatever on, on the BBC yeah. on my taxpaying money you know like we were <laughs> we weren't getting paid anything <laughs> but um they uh, the, the the SAS would step in at that point and they uh, they obviously hated yeah. us as well and thought we were scumbags. And uh, they absolutely so this is it like Ray and Woody beasted us, but in between, like as soon as they disappeared, the SAS stepped in and they were just beasting us. So we were just like beasted for forty eight hours nonstop, and, and, and in fact, oh. and that forty eight hours just continued on for twelve days nonstop. There was no rest at all. Mm. And um, oh, what was I going to say? I was saying something about oh yes, the SAS they they they, they clearly disliked us. You could just feel it. But by the end of it, when it got to the last six. We'd earned their respect by that point, and they were they were being nice to us, and they were like giving us little, you know, tiny little treats, moments where we could stand still and just shut our eyes and have a moment sleep before they beasted us again. But and then, yeah. then actually, by the end of it, um, obviously the the special forces 
Miller, Claire Miller, who won it, amazing girl. Yeah. She 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 couldn't join the the SAS because of her sex, which is the, the massive irony of the yeah. situation. But they they, yeah, yeah. they asked me and Hugh if we'd like to join the SAS, and um, <laughs> I don't think I'm made for the SAS really. But um, it was a massive compliment and a, a real. It was lovely to experience their journey of how they what they thought. You know, firstly they just wanted us. If they could have pooed in our sandwiches, they would have done. And and then by the end of it, they, you earned their respect, and they, you know, to, to have them ask that, and I was like, I'm I'm too old. I was already too old to be in the SAS by that point, which shows yeah. how old I am now. But um, and then to them, and then and I said that, I said that to them, and they're like, that doesn't, you know, we we can get we can get past that. And I was like, wow, what a, yeah, maybe that wouldn't have happened, but it it was lovely to see that change of heart and that respect and. You know, they're doing yeah. a lot of it with us, and so they were they were, they were suffering as well. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, really cool, cool experience. Yeah, so it was it was a great great show. Um, like again, if people haven't seen it, they need to see it. It's a great show. Um, now, I want to bring you on to something that I think is, I think is amazing. Like this is where I feel like you were saying about we were talking about happiness and how, you know, being around happy people can sort of make you happy and etc um is the project awesome that you founded or came up with um again for people who don't know what it is is can you explain what that is yeah i mean it's just it's a free fitness movement that you know is radically inclusive we're trying to get everyone of every age of every uh every type of human that you can think of it's pretty loud it's quite colorful and um, you know, it, it's really it's it's a it's a fitness workout you can do in the morning, and it doesn't matter what your ability is, and you are going to get benefit from it, whether you are an international athlete or whether you are a great grandma. And we have both of those people come to the yeah. sessions. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. It's just mega, and it it it, it um it is an alternative to joining your your usual running club. It's a, or, or your gym. It's it's much more for those people that are kind of a probably a little bit more alternative themselves don't just want to sit there and push bench press or go on a you know do a 20 yeah. mile run along the thames or something is there's so yeah, much yeah. more to it like i had a big bell that i used to ring and if i rang the bell it meant we had 10 or 15 seconds of wild dancing um, we used to chant about unicorns and rainbows outside sadiq khan's office at 6 30 in the morning sometimes he'd walk in <laughs> it all this sort of thing, and it's, it's a, and it's a beautiful thing. And, and, and I, the, the crazy thing is, I just set it up because I wanted to, I wanted people around me, and I wanted to work out with people. And then you hear these stories yeah. of people that this absolutely revolutionised their lives, whether that is uh, quitting their uh, mental health uh, drugs, uh, you know, met, mental health prescription, and changing that prescription to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Project Awesome, or whether that is just people, um, uh, you know, getting into fitness for the first time. We have people that had never done any sport ever for, for various reasons and you, you just see their whole you see their physicality change obviously and you see them kind of absorbed into this positive group but then you get to know them and you start seeing the changes that are happening in their relationships in their work the respect they start to have for themselves as things as as their life change and you know this is we're, we're talking about adventure today as well and People have gone off. The first people to paddleboard down the Ganges were they. They formed this group, oh, wow. Project Awesome, 
there was a there was two two guys came and they they didn't know each other and but they were they were newbies they, it was their first day and i was sitting there with them and we were chatting about um a bit of chatting about dreams in the cafe after i don't even know how we got onto it but one yeah. of them said they'd like to kayak down the the amazon and the other one was like man that sounds cool and uh i don't know a few months later they stopped coming to project awesome which is a bit sad but six months after that they came back and they told us about having kayak down the amazon so that's the kind of thing you get from it when you like surround yourself with positive people people that aren't just walking the treadmill of life and your yeah. dreams can become reality really that's 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 amazing isn't it it is yeah i, I as i said before like i'm very much a person who likes training with other people uh, again I, I mentioned this quite a lot it's just one of my passions but i'm a big rugby fan i play rugby myself and i just like the team sport you know i've been around other people and that camaraderie and stuff like that is kind of for me it was more of a, a i won't say a replacement but it was like i'd come from the military where i've been around some awesome people helping each other every day and you you trust a man and, or man or woman on your left or right and now i play rugby where you have to trust the person on your left or right and and that's something that for me uh is something i enjoy like i, I i'll be honest i'm not i don't i'm like you say i'm not I don't really like going to the gym and just smashing out some bench presses or anything like that. I'm more of a, I'd like to try and think I'm more functional, uh, especially playing rugby. But like you say, um, it's something I think is it encourages you because if you're around other people, it motivates you, encourages you, you know, pushes you a lot further than you probably would uh, than when you're by yourself. So that's something that I think is amazing. Mm. Um, and 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 obviously, how, how have you been? get around it have you been carrying on whilst we've been in this current situation or is it sort of been a bit adapted as such oh yeah uh yeah yeah well um, project awesome because it's you know there, there have been times when 200 people are there at 6 30 in the morning maybe even more than that yeah and yeah so you that's just obviously we've just moved to zoom it's still going strong on zoom it's it's really lovely like i've stepped away from it I, i'm you know, it, it's still going, and that is a testament to the people who are involved in it. The lead people have stepped up to lead it, and I, I haven't been part of it for quite a few years now. And um, but that is, it, it's still happening on Zoom. I see all the pictures; it's all super cool, and uh, awesome. yeah, it's, it's it's just nice. I and mean, it's actually it's actually been really, I think, it's been a lovely um, kind of staff for people to lean on through this this time just to have that moment just booked into the diary so you know you're going to be doing it and and all that sort of stuff but yeah yeah that's that's awesome um now one thing uh that i one thing i think for me personally is something that uh i feel for yourself is like an amazing amazing thing that you did is when you did the uh one run boston uh obviously on the sad events of the Boston bombings or the Boston Marathon bombings, you went and organized a, basically a, a relay, a running relay across the U S. Um, and that, that's, you raised over half a million dollars, for various charities. And I, I feel, you know, I feel that that is an amazing, amazing sort of thing you did. Um, how, how was that, 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 that must've been, to get the recognition you did as well from people like the mayor of Boston and the, you became, uh, is it the hero hero of running in uh, the B BAA, which is the Boston Athletics Association? Um, that must have been such an amazing thing. Yeah, um, it was it was absolutely amazing. It was just something that touched me 
um, you know, running has been been that thing that's been the the constant in my life from my parents, from my my sisters, and actually, I, I mean, running has always been the thing. But I used to play rugby with my dad as well. So, but you know, the sport is everything, and and just to see this running yeah. community uh attacked when they should be throwing their hands in the air to celebrate this like monument i know how hard it is to run a marathon how much pain you suffer in and then to have you have be have your legs blown from underneath you when uh at the, at the very finish line after just it, it, it there was just something there that just touched my soul and uh, i just decided i was going to do something about it and organize this continuous running relay from la to boston so for 24 days of about we were we, the bat our bat and piece lily batten was being carried from la to boston and it was you know that's just totally was in insane and but it's i think much more than the the actual event and the money raised it was just how it brought people together and this passing a baton brought broke down uh the the differences between the different communities in america that you hear a lot about now in the press and you yeah. we were we had people from both sides of um you know passing the baton and having conversations, sharing hugs, sharing handshakes with people that they might not normally have a conversation with. And I think in that respect, we're you know, very subtly making a, uh, a bit of a difference in the world. And, and, and it just shows you, it was just, there was three of us working on it um, on the, the relay. And we just had this idea. We went for it. We invested a bit of my money that I put aside to pay for tax because we didn't have any other stuff to invest yeah. into it. And, uh, and then at the end of it, you uh, raised you know, over half a million dollars. It just shows you if you have an idea and you have some passion and, and you know, a bit of resilience, the, the kind of resilience probably that we needed for the, the SAS show, we needed there, you know, when it, when it wasn't, when things weren't yeah. quite working out right or uh, we got some, you know, people were questioning whether we were a, um, a big hoax. You know, I think in America, I think people were a bit more questioning, especially because we were from the UK. But as soon as they realized this was for real, we were totally authentic. And you know, every single penny that we raised was going to the charity. Then it was like, all right, now we're in. And uh, and then, you know, like yeah. Americans are, they they just put, went went for it absolutely fully. But yeah, and, and like the coolest thing was that first, um, the first time we did it, one of the guys who had been involved, he's in his, he's in a wheelchair, um, who had been pushed across the finish line, and he just looked at me and said, "Dan, this is when I start to heal." And this was this is eleven weeks at this point after the bombing. You know, hardly any time oh, wow. has gone by, and, I, and I'm sure um, you're going to know people that have experienced this, the kind of PTSD that you experience going back to this, going yeah. back to the place where this happened, like. This guy's there and he's just, you know, and he, anyway, he looks up and he says, this is when I started to heal. And those words are, you know, I could have them tattooed on me, but I don't need to because they're there all the time anyway. Yeah. And uh, that's when you, again, again, when you, when I have these down moments, when I'm not feeling like the happiness guru, I can look at those words and you're just like, okay, it's fine. you know, I'm, I'm questioning what I'm doing in life, all those sorts of things. You, you just go back to those words. You're like, okay, it's all worth it um it's, it's worth it just for that one moment not not for anything else that's to come and there are you know every time we do some sort of crazy world first there's um you know mm -hmm. a few comments like that that you just add to it and you it really is just be nice to people be good to people help people and it doesn't have to be setting up a global re relay or whatever it is but yeah. hold that door open be kind and uh you know be be empathetic of what people are going through in their actual lives and 
that isn't don't do it for them do it for you because it all bounces back onto you and it, it facilitates you living a, a, a so much more wholesome positive lifestyle yeah absolutely um it's um i'm fully aware that obviously i know you need to get off soon so i've got just two more things i'd like to talk about um you talked about world's first and stuff like that uh more more specifically a guinness world record i'm talking about your relay around london yeah um i i tried getting involved with that myself unfortunately i wasn't in the country at the time uh so i, I couldn't i couldn't make it unfortunately i would have loved to um and i'd like to maybe in the future uh but to explain it in sort of basic terms like what what you actually did it's it's basically a, a relay you did around london for 30 days and nights mm. and you basically same as what you did with the, the boston or the, the american one where you passed a baton round and people did five or 10k runs in groups obviously and you know cheered each other on and you obviously broke a, a record for the longest continuous relay or team relay yeah yeah, it was another another amazing experience of we were doing it for um, to try and break down some of the the barriers that have been building it within the the London community, especially with Brexit and uh, for gang culture. We had homeless people, refugees, gang members, CEOs, builders, everything in between take part, and it's just another beautiful way of showing the world that if you if you work together, you can you can achieve the incredible really rather than you know trying striving always striving on your own is um you know great bully for you but if you if you bring a whole load of people along with you and you have an army then man you are traveling at a much faster pace towards your goals and all that sort of stuff and you know this beautifully transitioned into what i'm working on right well you know it just happened last thursday was uh yep. one run global which was the first ever truly global running event that is we had a, people from every single country in the world take part Fifteen thousand people again we i'm using running it's not like running it, it's such a it's, it is a powerful tool and it's just something i know and i know the community and it could but it could have been anything like anything that brings these people together but anyway we had these 15,000 people from 195 different nations, all running on Human Rights Day. We raised a shed load of money for cool charities. And it's just, I think, I'm, well, you know, to, if nothing else, I'm probably just addicted to this now, the, the creating moments that in certain people's lives, you know, will last a lifetime. Um, you feel like, you know, even the Olympics don't have 195 nations involved. The World Cup doesn't. It? We're probably yeah. the first ever again creating first with the first ever um event to be truly global and the fact is that whoever you are wherever you are in the world you can be part of it that that is you know, I'm, I'm, we're both wearing our every, hashtag every human yeah. uh, shirts yeah. right now and we just wanted every human to be able to take part so in, and it yes it's a running event but you people were walking uh, we were encouraging people just to move their bodies we had uh, people did kind of circus we had people doing uh, boxing, all different sorts of things. It's, it's about movement, yeah. really, because we, as you say, it doesn't matter if it's rugby or it's running. It's it's the uh, it's the kind of getting those endorphins into your body and doing something Absolutely. with other people. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm tired now. It's still a week later, but we spent a we were kind of again up for a, you know not sleeping yeah. for a few nights uh, as it all went on, yeah. and we were kind of monitoring it and interviewing celebrities and everything like that. 
but uh, you know you, it's another one of those little memories that you look back on and you're like whoa blown away how on earth i, I just i want to be that old guy that's just i i lived every single moment of my life as fully as i possibly could my granddad was a was was quite like this and he's uh you know he's passed away but he is um a massive inspiration for me and i i've, I've kind of taken that on board him my mum my mum and dad they're, they're just incredible human beings and they they've given me you know they're both teachers we had but, but i had you know so much love my as i grew up it um it, that's that's what's done it i don't have to worry about anything else because i know they're there and uh yes that uh, that allows you such freedom to to um, imagine create to push those barriers yeah exactly um there's a little thing uh so when i normally work with children i i there's a little story i tell them which i'll quickly tell it's basically uh there was a a a poll done on a poll that someone went into a, a like a, a end of life sort of uh, unit and said to people like is there anything you regret doing in life and most people would say no like most people say no they don't regret anything they've done in life it's just the things they hadn't done that they regret and that's and that, i think that's a great thing to sort of look at is if you want to go and do something just do it because end of the day when you're on your deathbed there'll be things that you think oh i wish i'd done that i wish i'd done this People always do things that we regret. I've done things I regret, but end of the day, there is still, I don't want to be on my deathbed and think, well, I wish I'd done this, wish I'd done that. Because we've all got the opportunity to do things nowadays. And my last question for you, Danny, is before you go, is if you could sort of give any little bit of advice for people who feel like they can't do something or, or they have excuse of not being able to do it, what, what would you say to them? Well, the, the piece of advice I always give is not completely related to this is is the words my dad, like I'm, I'm dyslexic, a little bit hyperactive. I was in trouble at school. I would always get, uh, you know, red pen all over my books, criticizing, you know, whatever I was doing. And I go home and I tell my dad, this is what the other kids are doing. This is what I'm doing. And my, my dad's words there, you know, were just genius. And I just wish every every person in the world could have had these words. And he just said to me, don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Just be the best version of yourself. And I think if you can get that into your mind and stop stop worrying what so everyone else is, yeah. I, I know you. Uh, there's a lot of people would say that they're they're sitting there having a conversation and they and I, we're having a conversation here, and I'd be worrying about what you're yeah. thinking about me. But it's like, don't be so arrogant as to think that someone else is thinking about you. They're all just sitting there worrying about themselves and how you know how everyone's yeah. receiving those. Um, and I kind of love that part of things. But but for anyone who's kind of fearful of um fearful of going out there and just kind of living their best life i just think it's um that, that it's, it's it's just like running it's all about you know anything anything it's just that first step is the hard one pluck up your courage do do it because you know, we have one life and just exactly like you said you don't want to be on your deathbed regretting regretting things and don't make it too outlandish I, i've lived an outlandish you know these some of these things i'm doing now are are ridiculous but that all started from a, a much smaller setting where yeah, I was just, exactly. you know like um i, I uh, you know like i said i'm dyslexic i had a lot of trouble i failed english at gcse but i was um competing at triathlon and i was writing some i was writing up some of the reviews of the races and these started getting published i'm like wow i'm in, i'm in getting in magazines and then when i cycled to india people encouraged me to put all my blogs together and you know form a bit of a story around it and try and get it into a publishing house and 
it got published it became a bestseller it went on to be uh you know win it to win awards and the if if i had allowed myself to listen to the little voices in my head mainly just the replaying my teacher's words really and i would never have attempted something like that but i just thought well let's just give it a go what is there to lose yeah you can fall flat on your face and but you just get back up and you'll learn from those you know those errors and um but to be quite honest like if you go for it and you really go for it and you re- you're, you're doing it for the right reason i think is, is another thing you you know adventure yeah. is adventure is not for everyone and you you might just want to take to do something like you know you don't want to go and cycle to india if that's not what you want to do because that's six months of hell diarrhea injury accidents all sorts of things so and and, and if you're not wanting that really fully in your soul then it's not going to be it's just it's going to fall down and it's going to break you uh, rather than build you up to the new things and um i think i'm just waffling now but yeah get out there (laughs) and, and enjoy life really enjoy it don't don't get don't allow yourself to be a robot or a cog or someone on a treadmill just walking the life look around you see how amazing like how incredible is it that we have found this planet that is beautiful that we can survive on how incredible that we have developed from some sort of cell-like creature into this trillion cell human being with the the brain the physicality that we have uh don't let that all go to waste on you get out there do it awesome um thank you very much danny that has been it's been an absolute pleasure um as i say uh what i'll do um if you want to keep in touch with you know all your future endeavors and stuff like that i'll put some links in the description and uh obviously you've got some i'm sure you've got some stuff planned for the future um but thank you very much mate it's been an absolute pleasure um what I will say is if you want to keep in touch with what I'm doing, uh, obviously, again, just keep in touch with my pages, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and I'll catch you on the flip side.